Hello, hello, hello. What's up? What's happening, everyone? I am your host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to All In, All Out. I hope that every one of you who's listening to the sound of my voice right now is having a great day, great start to the week. And I thank all of you once again, whether you're a newcomer, whether you started out in the beginning listening to this show, been on a sabbatical, and come back, or you're a consistent consumer of this product, I thank you for taking the time out, whether it's the morning, afternoon, evening, or the nighttime. I'm truly grateful and appreciative. And with that being said, let's get into the show. So, I want to discuss about the recent news that has happened in less than 24 hours. And that's the news of a merger between the WWE, which is the World Wrestling Entertainment Organization, and UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship Organization. Now, to give and lay a foundation with this merger, it first starts out with a corporation called Endeavor Group Holdings, Inc., And that company owns UFC. And just to give a a brief breakdown of what the company is, it reads, an American holding... I'm reading from Wikipedia. (laughs) It's an American holding company for talent and media agencies with its primary offices in Beverly Hills, California. The company was founded in April 2009 after the merger of the Williams-Morris Agency and the original Endeavor Talent Agency. Endeavor represents artists in film, television, music, theater, digital media, and publishing. It also represents the NFL, National Football League, and NHL, National Hockey League. Endeavor owns the UFC, as I mentioned before, it is headed by CEO Ari Emanuel and Executive Chairman Patrick Whitesell. Now, in connection with the UFC, they bought the UFC back in 2016 for controlling interests. And then two years ago, 2021, they bought out 100% of the shareholders, which deemed them 100% ownership of the UFC. Now, if unless y'all were living under the rock, there were news going back, I believe, last year in the midst of the Vince McMahon scandal. And for those who don't know who Vince McMahon is, this might ring a bell. Yeah, it's that guy, Mr. McMahon. And last year, he was under scandals with infidelity, cheating, possibly using the company's money to pay off the women that accused him of sexual assault. 
The, the popular one was a referee back in the 1980s. You accused him of sexual assault. So the news was circulating around for quite a while on who would the WWE sell to. The, the big major one was a, a company in Saudi, Saudi Arabia. And that caused a whole bunch of drama because we know what the Saudis are about. <laughs> we do. So reading from TMZ, one of the recent articles, it reads, the WWE and the UFC are merging into one, now forming a $21 billion company. And mind you, well, I'll get to that later. I'll continue to read. Endeavor, the parent company of USC, announced the move on Monday morning, revealing its shareholders will own 51% of the new organization. WWE shareholders will own 49%. Vince McMahon will hold the title of executive chairman of the board with the new group. Dana White will continue as president of the UFC. And Ari Emanuel, the CEO of Endeavor, as I mentioned, will be head, the head honcho of the whole collaboration business endeavor. Now, I want to play the entire interview of Emmanuel and McMahon, where they sat down with, I believe, a, a employee of CNNBC, CNNBC. So take a listen to this and I'll react to it. Last person standing. Why the WWE? He decided not to body slam me. <laughs> but, um, you know, we brought together in a um, pure play the UFC and the WWE into a new publicly traded company. Um, it's very rare to get iconic brands like the UFC and the WWE uh, together. Um, together, I mean, individually, they're incredible assets. Together with the flywheel of Endeavor, which we've built, I think makes them unicorns. Let me say it another way. Go. This is the biggest thing Ari Emanuel and Vince McMahon have ever done. Uh, <laughs> just real quick. It's crazy to see Vince McMahon with a mustache. If you have time, well, everyone has time. If you're willing to make time to watch the interview and not just the audio, look at Vince McMahon. I mean, this guy is having an old man crisis of some sort because he dyed in his hair jet black. He dyed his eyebrows jet black. And he has a mustache. I don't believe I ever seen Vince McMahon with a mustache. I mean, <laughs> this guy looked like a 1920s <laughs> European painter. <laughs> All right, let's, let me get back to the audio. Yeah. Combining forces like this is there's nothing like this. There's never been anything like this. People have been talking about this for a long time. There were this a lot of other suitors sure they here. were you know but Ari really the synergies everyone was, was very interested in us and, and I appreciate that but the synergies that Ari brings totally different than everyone else so the Saudis were said to be interested sure yep Liberty 
yes. said to be interested, mm -hmm. and others. Yes. And you had your pick. Yes. And Endeavor and ends up is. the place. Right. Well, you know the fun thing? We've known each other for 23 years. He and, and, and I, real quick, and I believe that's so key. Well, Ari mentioned that he's known Vince McMahon for 23 years, and I believe that was one of the biggest motivations for Vince to trust his company. Because remember, y'all, if y'all don't know, Vince McMahon has been around owning, which was the WWF, for almost 40 years. And going even back further with his father, Vince McMahon Sr., with the WWWF, that was the time of the Bruno San Martinos and all that. So this company, that company's been around for a very long time. So I believe that when the news was coming around that and at this point, Vince McMahon decided to retire because of the scandals and he knew that staying on board miss of the scandals, it would this the stock would drop dramatically and possibly the value of the WWE. But I I I knew in my heart that at some point he was going to come back because he's getting up there in age. And if anyone is going to sell the company, let alone the majority of the shareholders within that company, Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon was going to be the one that made that decision. And I believe Ari was the right guy just on that relationship alone. I was a young agent, said, you know, why don't you represent us? It was an honor then. Throughout the pandemic, we got even closer. We've sold the media rights. There's a lot of trust here. Um, but I think we built a flywheel that Vince realized the value. And what we did with UFC, he could see what we could do with his assets. Um, and I, I'll just give him a little credit right here. You know, he saw cable when nobody saw cable. Right. And he built a national brand way back in the day when there were about 15 different promoters out there. He, he built an in-house sales force to sell the product that nobody had. Pay-per-view, took it public. And last but not least, I think, you know, five, six years ago, he went direct to consumer when none of us were thinking about direct consumer. So us being in business with Vince, and now you're sitting there with a the guy who's seen around the corner better than anybody in our space and him being able to play with our flywheel, just look out. Yeah, and regardless of what your opinion is of Vince McMahon, he's an incredible businessman. I, I, I won't say who the family member is, but I have a family member whom I don't have a great relationship with, not even good. And I don't necessarily respect the person individually. But when it comes to the business, he's one of the best people I know and one of the greatest business persons I know. So regardless of how you feel about how, oh look, 
I don't respect Vince McMahon for how he treated the women and the stories that came out throughout the the years about how he treated the women, especially during the era of the bra and panties and all that. The segment many, many years ago before I started watching wrestling where he had Trish Stratus bark like a dog. I, I, as someone who's grown up with all women, I don't appreciate that <laughs> at all. As a businessman, Vince McMahon is very intelligent. Even going back to the 80s, where he, well, for those who aren't unaware of the wrestling history, back in the day before it was pretty much a monopoly until AEW came around, there were different promotions called territories. You have one in Memphis, you have one in Texas, you have one in New York, you had one in Minnesota, so on and so forth. Charlotte. And what Viz McDan did because he knew cable was going to be the next big thing. He bought out his dad, and then he took the top stars from each promotion, bought out that promotion, and then combined all the stars into one promotion, which was the WWF, and then he got into the cable industry and became... And, and, be, and the WWE became a, a, a conglomerate, a monopoly, in a sense, which started out with WrestleMania. That was the big one. So this guy, Vince, he knows what he's talking about. And Ari is speaking on that same premise. Well, let's continue. That said, many doubted we would ever see this day that you would ever be willing to sell a controlling stake in right. your company. Right. You are the WWE, and the WWE is you. So why? Uh, it's, it, it's the right time. It's the right time to do the right thing. And it's the next evolution of WWE. I could probably do what Ari is right now with UFC. It'd take me 10 years. You know, by the time I would grab those 10 years, you'd be 10 years ahead of you. <laughs> so it's like, it makes all the sense in the world for all these synergies that we have you know, to extract all of the value we can out of the marketplace. I can't help but wonder, and I have to ask you, had the scandal not happened, right. would we be sitting here today? Absolutely. Why? Because it makes sense. You take, nothing's ever happened like this before. Right. And again, I'm always looking what's best for our stockholders and what's best for the company. This is the best thing that's happened in a long, long time. All of the WrestleManias combined have been 39, including uh, tomorrow. Um, does it really equal to the magnitude of, of what we will do together? Did that event push you towards this day faster than you thought you'd ever be here? Um, no, it didn't really in and of itself, no. But uh, it's great that we can combine all of this news together at the same time. You know, I, I was talking to him when we didn't go public the first time. He and I started talking about we should be combined, right? I've, I've, been, in bi I've been in business with him actually for 23 years, seeing what he's done, like I was in business with USC for a long, long time. And so I always thought about this combination, especially with the Endeavor flywheel that we could add on to it and what that could become. And putting it into a new company as a pure play, um, I, there's nothing like it out there. And then I also think it shines a little bit. He, he gets value, which I don't think is captured presently in the nope. WWE. 
we don't get I don't think we got pure value for the UFC combined. I think the market will understand it. And I do also think for the Endeavor shareholders, they'll have a different perspective on Endeavor and the remaining assets. Is this a good day for good Vince day. McMahon and it's the WWE? A, or is it, is it a great day? Is it a tough day as well? This, this company's been in your family for 70 years. Mm -hmm. Is it a tough day? Look at that. No, 70 it's years. It's a great day. You know, things have to evolve. Family, business, it all has to evolve for all the right reasons. And this is the right business decision. Thus far, it's the right family decision. What I thought was interesting, Ari, is that Vince is going to be the executive chairman yep. of the new company. Right. That implies that he is going to have a say. Well, I would have said the following. I would have body slammed him if he thought he was going to leave. <laughs> um, because as I said to you before, here's a man who has seen around the corners at every beat over the last 40 years of this business and has a vision for where this business, way before a lot of people see it. Him now being able to utilize what we have built in our flywheel, I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I got Vince McMahon, a visionary that sees around corners. I got Dana White and what we've built, that's pretty unstoppable. So you wanted him to stay? Oh my God, yes. Oh my God. Did he have to convince you to stay? Uh, not that much. Would you have been? And, and let's just stop it real quick. Another reason why this acquisition collaboration is so good, because there's been a few stars who have crossed over from WWE to USC. Usually it's USC to WWE. For example, Brock Lesnar. He started out in the WWE and then went to UFC and then back to the WWE. I believe Brock had one or two fights in 2015, 2016, one of them years. And now is still with the WWE. Ronda Rousey, after she got clocked, by Holly Holmes, and I believe she lost once or twice more, she transitioned to the WWE. There's rumor with Conor McGregor going into the WWE in some form. Daniel Cormier is involved in the WWE in some form. He did an interview with Brock Lesnar. So just those players alone. Oh, and, and there's another wrestler by the name of Shayna Baszler. She was an ex-mixed martial artist, and she's now in the WWE, been there for a while. So that's just another great reason for this collaboration. And again, as already mentioned, Vince McMahon, regardless, and from this perspective, I know a lot of WWE fans complain about when he, before he retired the first time, the creative decisions he made while he was head of creative. But at the end of the day, if you don't like the product, don't watch it. <laughs> and from Vince McMahon's perspective, the company's making money. The company still was making money at that time. So it's business at the end of the day. Let me continue. I love what I do. I've loved building WWE all my life. It's my passion. And to have an opportunity to have it grow like this in an exponential standpoint is like, can't be better than that. 
It's an interesting plot twist. <laughs> because not a lot of people saw this coming. In fact, your own CEO, Nick Kahn, told our David Faber just back in February, quote, Vince has declared to the board, to me, to other upper management, he is 100% open to a transaction where he's not included in the company moving forward. Sure. You were ready to walk away? Absolutely. I wasn't going to. I don't believe him. I, I'll just tell you straight up, as I mentioned earlier, that man has owned the WWE for 40 years, and it was mentioned in the interview, the company itself has been around for 70 years, and you're telling me that you were, you were open, I guess, sure, you're open to it, but then to say that you were just going to walk away and not have any influence after it being sold, I don't. I I I don't believe that. I I just don't. Unless they gave, unless an extraordinary offer was made, which is going to be discussed in the interview. What was offered, or what he reportedly requested, and what he got. So I'll, I'll wait to that part. Let him. And let me see, we have a relationship for 23 years. There's a trust, there's a friendship. When you're going into business and going forward, I think that's important. I'm glad he chose us because it was a very competitive situation. Um, but for us, it's an honor. And also we're so lucky because of his vision about where the business is and where it's going. The deal values UFC, you mentioned some numbers, $12 billion and WWE at $9.3 billion. That's a big number. Well, here's the WWE's I, market cap is six and a half. Here's what I would say to you. Exactly why we did this, because I think we weren't getting the pure value. I don't think the WWE was no, getting we Combined, it's, uh, it's rarefied air, the two of us. And I think the analysts will be able to do it. It's good for the shareholders of WWE and for the shareholders of, of Endeavor. And then when you look back, I don't believe that the Endeavor shareholders were getting pure play for the rest of the asset that we had. And I think for the first time, you now have the ability to do that in both situations. And that's a win-win, which is what Vince and I have always talked about. When I throw those kind of numbers out to you, I mean, the, the word on the street was that you wanted $9 billion. This values the WWE at 9.3. Right. So despite everything that's happened... I'm a visionary. Well, you hit the number. <laughs> yes. You see, I, I believe if he was given an extraordinary offer, say $15 billion, I believe he would walk away. I believe that. But the fact that he was, I guess he was reasonable in his asking price and he got $300 million more that he, than he wanted, he said, you know what? I'm going to stick around. Please so. But here's what I would also say to you. We paid a fair price, um, and I'll tell you why. Uh, we paid a little bit for control premium um, with our cost cuts, their new deals coming up, which is right now, um, and um, our... And they're referring to the television deals with WWE Raw with the USA Network and Friday Night Smackdown with Fox. 
cost savings that we think we can extract from the business right now and grow the business with all of our levers, whether it be international sales, domestic, sponsorship, gambling, all the things that we do, um, I think it's right. I would also say to you is, when I bought IMG, everybody said I overpaid. It was actually one of the cheapest deals in sports. For sure, when I bought the UFC, everybody was like at 4.2 billion. They were like crazy. We've tripled uh, the EBITDA in that period of time. And now with this, this is gonna be UFC 2.0 um, as it relates to all the things in the flywheel that we can bring um, to them. And we have unbelievably attractive economics. The balance sheet's incredible. Our uh, debt ratio is less than three times. Our free cash flow conversion is unbelievable. So I think when people look at this business on a combined basis and also look at the remaining assets for both shareholder, it's incredible. Are you still as committed to deleveraging as you've told Wall Street that you are? You, you said at a conference about a month ago, we've taken the company from eight times levered to four times. Below I'd four sleep times. a lot more if we got it lower. You still committed to that? Well, right now in the new company, we will be at, uh, I want to I'm, I'm make sure I say it, below three, and at Endeavor will be below three also times. So I think we're doing our job there. Why didn't Wall Street see this coming? I read a analyst notes which said, Deutsche Bank, we believe a WWE acquisition's off the table at this point. They thought maybe you were going to go in a different direction. What did Wall Street miss? Everything. You know, listen, I, I don't think people realize, one, that Vince saw what we built with the UFC. He knows what he wants to do with the WWE and take it to the next level. We had long conversations about it. We think this is right for both, um, both groups. I think they just missed the, the value proposition and the flywheel effect on both of the companies. What happens if you guys disagree? Executive Chairman McMahon right. says, I think we should be doing this, CEO. Emmanuel says, no, I think we should be doing this, and this is my show. What happens? Well, what happens there is we have a little contest in the ring. <laughs> Some people I... are going to say he's not joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. I'll outweigh Ari by 100 pounds. So I think that's the answer. But seriously, what happens if you guys disagree? Here's what we, here's what we said, right? Um, and I said it to him. If we disagree on something that we want to do, guess what? We're not doing it. Um, it's the relationship I have with Silver Lake. Um, I would never put that, and it's the relationship I have with Dana. Dana's got the say as it relates to the UFC. Vince, as it relates to the WWE, he's going to have the he's going to have the say. We 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 have nothing to do with the creative process. Um, that's Vince's and that's Dana's situation. All the back stuff, we're going to try and do what we do. I think that's what he wants. But if there's a disagreement. That's called a relationship. We will work it out, and that's how we have it. Well, let me make it clear. I thought you worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> On the creative side, Vince, do yeah. you plan to be as involved as you have in the past on the creative side? Um, yes and no. Uh, on a higher level, yes. Uh, and the weeds, which you always love to get in the weeds in the past, no, can't do that. What happens if Vince says, you know what? Mr. McMahon, character, <laughs> Mr. decides he wants to get back into the ring. You let him? His choice. Purely his choice. Purely. That's not going to happen. <laughs> 
famous okay. last All right. words. <laughs> All right. Famous last words. 77. <laughs> I know we're, we're coming you know, towards the end of, of our time, but the, the TV rights. Yeah. Um, where are we in the stage of renegotiating that, given where the economy is, given some of the concerns about the escalation in rights fees? Mm. How optimistic are you in renegotiating those fees? Well, the rights fees are now coming up. Um, here's what I would say to you. Is, have you started the, the talks yet? No. Um, they have not started the talks yet. Here's what I would say to you. Is, the number one show in cable is Raw, 1.8 million viewers, up 9% from the same period of time, 2022 to 2023. Even though everybody says cable's dying, Raw is up. What if... Uh. I, that's actually interesting. I, I, w- I want to go back to the the fifty one percent and the the forty nine percent. Listen, you you <laughs> you get fifty one percent for a reason. Now, I do believe that Ari, just based on how he's speaking, his mannerisms, I do believe he's telling the truth. I do believe. That as he lets Dana White does what he does, I do believe he's gonna let WWE do what they do. Just for the simple fact that WWE has been successful financially. They've succeeded for over 40 years. It's always been an increase in money and sales and 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 stadiums and all that. It, it, it's it's truly amazing, quite frankly. But you get 51%. You get the majority for a reason. And I do believe there are going to be some things, some disagreements, and Ari will say, no, we're going to do it this way. I'm the boss. We made an agreement on this. We're doing it. SmackDown. Uh, I think it's 2.3 million viewers, uh, up 7%, same period, same period. And the unbelievable thing is the 18 to 49 demographic is the best in the business. And the rate card is way below market by a significant amount. Um, So when you think about those things, and in my opinion, and Vince and I talk about this, content's king. There's... There's linear players, there's cable players, there's the SVOD players. Everybody wants the young demographic, the social. I mean, we're across the board, male, female, young, old, both assets. Um, I think they're going to get a proper price. And the idea here is there's nothing like the two combined. It's live. That's really a key because our events are live. People want to watch live. Yeah. One of the reasons why we are a success and continue to be a success and can fit in every, every, every medium, we can fit everywhere. Uh, and uh, in terms of social media and everything else, we, we fit everywhere. Before I let you go, I want to ask you specifically about how, I want to ask you about how you think about your legacy, given where you took this company, mm-hmm. what's happened in the last year, the regrets you may have as a result of all that, and how you think your legacy will and your story will be told. Well, 
Let me just say that I've made mistakes, obviously, you know, both personally and professionally through my 50-year career. I've owned up to every single one of them and then moved on. I'm not sure you know, the legacy stuff, I'm not going to write it. So I don't know. You know I want to say it's someone who had an extraordinary amount of fun, great passion for what they did, and wound up doing the biggest deal he's ever done in his life. You say you're not going to write your legacy, but you did make that deal that you get a multi-million dollar payout if the company gets sold and you control your IP. So in a sense, you are going to write your legacy. <laughs> I love that. I just did. <laughs> you wrote it for me. What about that deal? People thought that was rather peculiar. Which deal? About the getting the payout if the company gets sold and then also uh, owning the rights to your intellectual property so that you can tell your story if you want to. Um, it is what it is. But let me just say my opinion, because we talked about this, I think that's fair. It is his legacy. He's the one we're coming together. He's the one that should control his legacy. It shouldn't be controlled by somebody else. And that's actually fair. A legacy, he's built 50 years. It shouldn't be held by anybody else. It should be held by him. That's the right thing to do. When do we get a name for the new company? We're working on it now, actually. Very soon. Very soon. And when do you expect it to go public, as you say, on the New York Stock Exchange? Hopefully in the next four to six months. So, depending on the government. Gentlemen, thank you. That's exciting. A whole new name. Man. I, it's a great, as I mentioned in the beginning, it's a great deal overall. It's a great deal for the stockholders. It's a great deal for both of these promotions, which is entertainment, athletic entertainment headed. There's crossovers between the two of them. Everybody makes a lot of money. Everybody wins. It's all about the cash, baby. Now, I do want to address and express my opinion regarding the WWE side of things and in terms of what will change, if anything will change. Because as I mentioned, Endeavor Sports or Endeavor Group Holdings, they've owned UFC dating back 2016. And now they're owning the WWE. So, and if y'all don't know, wrestling fans are very passionate. Very passionate. And they are very concerned about storylines, who's going to be champion, who's going to get a push and all that. So just yesterday on Raw, Triple H came out. And for those who don't know who Triple H is, that's this guy right here. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. Yeah, that guy. Time to play the game. He came out in the beginning of the show to address the, the news of the, the merger. So take a listen to this video. Last one of the episode. I came out here for just a moment because I wanted to say thank you. I wanted to say thank you to every superstar in the back, to every performer that has ever stepped through these ropes and graced this ring. They lay their bodies on the line for all of us every single week. And I just wanted to take that moment to say thank you. 
I wanted to take a moment to say thank you to the staff and the crew that make a weekend like WrestleMania possible, that make nights like tonight at a sold-out crypto arena for Monday Night Raw possible. And then I would like to take one more moment to thank the most important people, all of you. The WWE Universe, the people that make it possible to do what we love to do day in and day out to entertain you. Thank you. And, and real quick, real quick. And see, that's what irritates me so much about the NBA, the NFL. They... And, and that's why I have so much respect for professional wrestlers. The WWE, AEW, TNA, my bad, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and all those wrestling promotions because they compete all year around. Day in, day out. Be on the road for live events, shows. Because I remember when I was younger, I used to believe that they just competed on Mondays, and back then it was on Tuesdays, and that was it. Shooting day, don't do nothing else. But when I come to find out, there'll be days where they wrestle five, six days a week, and they do that all year long. And while these, and they're throwing their, their bodies around, hitting the canvas, hitting the ropes, hitting the turnbuckles and whatnot. Busting the head open, blood coming out and whatnot. But yeah, these basketball players want to do load management. They want to sit down and they're playing basketball. It's just salute out, salute to those wrestlers, man. All right, let's finish the video. On a day when WWE is dominating the news and social media, the day after WrestleMania, when we are water cooler talk, when we are all anybody wants to talk about, well, then WWE comes along today and makes an announcement that's all, that is all anybody wants to talk about. But I am here to assure you, we ain't going nowhere. The same WWE that you love, the same WWE that put 161,000 people to the rafters in SoFi Stadium is going nowhere. The same WWE that you love, the superstars, the action, the drama, all of it. We are going nowhere. We will be here week in and week out, event after event, sold out arena after sold out arena, packed stadium after packed stadium, because we are the WWE. And just like it says at the beginning, then, now, forever, together. That's nice. 
That was good PR. Uh, I do believe that as much as I believe that many years ago where Triple H, same guy, he made the statement that we've been listening to you and we're going to listen to you. I believe it was a SmackDown. I remember Shane was there, Shane McMahon. I believe Stephanie was there as well. But it's just PR, in my opinion. I believe within 12 to 18 months, 24 at most, that's when you're going to start seeing the real changes of the acquisition, the merger. Shoot, the deal, as Ari said, is not going to, likely go through until halfway of 2023, four to six months. So even when that merger happens, you're in the baby stage. But then once you get the ball rolling and everyone had their honeymoon period, that's when changes are going to start to come. So I do believe for the moment, it's going to be the same. Nothing's going to change or little to nothing will change, but just wait, change will come. But overall, as I've mentioned many times, I believe it's a great transition, great acquisition, and great collaboration between Endeavor Sports, the UFC, and the WWE. They're both entertainment companies, sports sport entertainment companies. Even though once predetermined and once actual fighting, it's all entertainment at the end of the day. And just like boxing. A lot of things they stole from the WWE, and that's from the promotional side. Even if you look at Muhammad Ali, he he mentioned, I believe, well, what's the guy's name? George something. George, George something. I forgot to do his name. But it's a wrestler who Muhammad Ali took after for his promos and hype for the boxing. Because that's where the money is, is the... It's the hype, it's the promotion, it's the marketing. Marketing is everything. So I'm happy for the WWE, I'm happy for the UFC, I'm happy for Endeavor combining everything and whatnot, and I believe it's going to be successful. I genuinely do. I'm shocked that Vince McMahon decided to sell it off, where he pretty much has no control whether what happens with the company, I thought it would go private instead of remaining public because it would get more money out of it. But if it were to stay public, that deal, this deal with Endeavor Holding Group, Group Holding, excuse me, in the UFC, it's a, a great deal, in my opinion. So, that's all I got for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you learned something new. Follow me on all social media platforms. They'll be in the link tree link below. Please leave a five-star rating. Leave a comment if you so desire. And with that being said, stay blessed and stay well-balanced. Peace!